spoiler alert, we broke Alan. Thankfully, not too badly, uh, but that's where this story is headed. <laughs> this is Alan Green. And this is Cheryl Green. And this is our first full day in Africa, July 6th, yeah. July 6th. Let's just call it day one. Day so, one. So that we'll, yeah, day one. The rest has been, been traveling, getting here, not sleeping, sleeping, and now it starts. And we're staying at the Ramada Encore Hotel in Dar es Salaam. Which is kind of interesting because it is a modern business hotel, so it doesn't feel, I mean, it's, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. Nice, Jim. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, know, and we started the day early with a really marvelous breakfast meeting on the terrace with the leaders of the Jane Goodall team. And um, this was uh, Freddie, who runs the Jane Goodall Institute, and um, Jarfed, who runs the Roots and Shoots program, which is an amazing global program to educate kids about nature and get them active in helping to build community, uh, protect the environment, and protect, or rebuild the environment and protect the animals. And Merlin. And Merlin is Jane's grandson. He looks kind of like Jane. He looks like a cross between Jane and... Um, probably his parents. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he is a charismatic handsome very handsome extremely handsome young man he's probably what we know how old he is, is it I'm not sure 29 he was a like soccer that. player before yeah, doing yeah, this yeah and he it has this beautiful smile and the great vision for things that they should be doing going forward he reminds is, me of Michael Franti he does I forgot I was trying to figure out who that was That's, yeah. yeah Michael Franti he does and uh, the thing about him is of the whole family so it's Jane had one son and that son had three kids and of all that lineage Merlin is the only one who's really envisioned for conservation and he is really envisioned he sure is mm -hmm. uh, marvelous guy so we learned about what they're doing uh, in Tanzania and what they're doing globally and then got on a bus and headed out to a place that Merlin actually had arranged uh, he had the vision of let's build a nature center outside of Dar es Salaam. And Dar es Salaam, by the way, is a bustling city. Five million people in not a lot of space. Yeah. And lots and lots and lots and lots of... Traffic. And I was going to say apartments. Tall apartment buildings, not many office buildings. and uh, But a really bustling city. Some brand new and some super, super old. But just lots of people, lots of traffic and a small amount of space. But just outside of town... Uh, which would not be very far if it weren't for... Lots and lots <laughs> and lots and lots. Um, and, of traffic. And adjacent to the last coastal forest in all of East Africa, um, there was a plot of land that had been developed by some folks as a nature preserve slash... Ecotourism. Ecotourism destination, uh, which wasn't working out that well for them. Uh, and so Merlin had this idea of how about that become the nature center, uh, center of excellence for the Jane Goodall Institute so that we can get kids from the city out into the countryside on the same day and be in pristine nature, uh, which the place really, really is, and, um, and get envisioned about our environment and then use it as a place for um, executives and corporate retreats also to make the whole thing sustainable and uh, a true education center about the connectedness of things. And, uh, and most of the people at the Institute were kind of skeptical of the idea, but his passion drove it forward. It got donated entirely to them. It's going to be tough to upkeep. Yeah. 
Um, but it's a beautiful spot. So we went there in a bus. Yeah. Terrifying bus ride. Yeah, there's a, it's like a 14 passenger bus on this little dirt motorcycle road. Path. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description of it with ruts. We couldn't tell which side we were going to fall off. Right. That was pretty much it. And. Uh, we kept on saying, you know, why don't we stand and walk? <laughs> and, and finally they let us. And finally they said, that's probably a good idea. So they backed the bus up on the road, which oh, was the man. most terrifying. But that's not where we broke Alan. No, no. We made that. We made through that. Yeah. And then we hiked up the hill. Hiked up the hill, had coffee up on this beautiful wooden terrace under a tin roof. Oh. Uh, and, and, um, and then there was a downpour uh, while we were there and the sound of the rain on the roof. And looking at that out through the tropical forests. Um, there, there were more butterflies there than I've ever seen anywhere. And I've been to butterfly museums, yeah. above butterfly parks, gardens. gardens yeah. yeah, yeah. and there were the adorable little monkeys that, that wanted to taunt us by running across the tin roof. They were playing drums on the roof, yeah. literally. Yeah. And it was so adorable. Uh, these were blue testicled monkeys. <laughs> Cheryl's laughing. It's I'm just, laughing because you leaned into the microphone, right? <laughs> and so it got really loud. It was a secret. Blue, that's no, I was whispering. That was sort of <laughs> Okay, it was loud, sort of Oche. We, we all get the picture. Blue testicles. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you just popped your pee on that one. <laughs> and there wasn't even a pee in it. <laughs> so, so then we went for a hike through the woods, and it was a really oh, beautiful, gorgeous. beautiful hike. Um, it reminded me a lot of the pristine rainforest in Costa Rica. Uh, so much wildlife, so much lush vegetation, plants and animals that don't exist anywhere other than that property. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a really sacred place. Yeah. And because it was single file and the storms were coming and going, beautiful blue skies, downpours, um, I had some time to walk alone, which I really enjoyed. And... Um, one of the observations that I had, they, they had mentioned before, we're going to see some kids later in the afternoon, that, um, that it's a deep instinct, that in tribal instinct, that you never eat while somebody else is, not, is present and not eating. And so we were going to have to, we couldn't eat during their presentation. We had to all eat at the same time and then do the presentation, and, which we don't do in America. But I was struck years ago. I did this organic journey, which you remember. I remember very, very well. Where I ate nothing but organic food for three years. Another story about why that was. Also involving testicles, though. Um, <laughs> sorry. You're, but that was bulls. Yeah, long podcast. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but during that, often I couldn't get organic food. And so my choice was, well, I'll just not eat right now. And I'll go ahead and grab something later. Or I'll eat something before. And I felt totally fine about that. But you could see in the faces of my family and, and friends that it was not okay. And I just couldn't get it until I was up there on the mountain and realized, yeah, this is a deep human instinct that eating is social. And me not doing it was not okay. So I'm sorry. Hey, you stopped. You that, I, that's why I stopped the journey. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I, I, I understood it intellectually, but being there and getting the cultural depth of that um, was cool. The other insight I had is kind of cool. We, there, we, there was a, an, an ethnobotanist with us in Grace, who's a brilliant woman scientist mm-hmm. and, um, and who studies uh, plants of Tanzania particularly, but other, other things as well. 
and she was talking with a great anthropologist, Dr. David Brown, and um, who's, who's also on the trip with us. And David mentioned that she asked what he did, and he said, "Well, I'm not a biologist; I'm an anthropologist." And I back up a little bit, and I thought while I was sitting by myself that there's really not a difference between anthropology and and botany. They're both part of biology. It's just that we don't think of the study of humans as a study of, of, of nature because we think of ourselves as different. But our culture and our biology, it's all part of biology. That all anthropology and psychology and, and archaeology and, and, um, and botany, and all of those are biology. And biology and chemistry are all physics. And physics, well, that, we'll save that for later. <laughs> so speaking of later, we gotta get to how we broke out. Oh yeah, so very quickly, that, the, so the Roots and Shoots program we mentioned is about um, getting kids inspired about nature. So there were kids from four, four schools, yes. I think, yeah. that, that came out to put they on so adorable, adorable. And, and when smart. we say kids, I mean, these are this is high school. middle school, high school, and and then the the, the leaders were college students primarily yeah. who were volunteers and they came out and put on a, a program for us yes. and it was they had games oh, they had they yeah. they were they each did educational stuff and they put on a play they put on a play they recited a group poem they yeah. gave speeches they even sang a song yep they, yeah, they did and they we played games icebreaker games yeah. and it, but they, they let us in in sort of what one of their meetings is like yeah. it was really really fine special time and so then we decided we all wanted to go get a group, group photo so we walked on across this beautiful uh wooden sort of boardwalk in the forest to some steps where we were going to take our picture mm-hmm. um which we did and that was fun and then it's time to go back and board the bus. So we walk back across the boardwalk. And I gotta say, the whole time we've been up there in this place on the mountain, on this wooden thing overhanging the, the abyss, that um, I thought these boards are not in good shape. Now, in fact, one of the reasons why they couldn't, the, the Dutch couple who owned it, couldn't afford to keep it is they couldn't do the upkeep. And, so yeah. the whole facility, though beautiful, was run down. So um, so we're walking back to the bus, and lo and behold, there's this loud gunshot crack. It wasn't a real gunshot. It was the board splintering on the walkway. Ouch. Yeah, ouch is the operative word here. So I very suddenly had one leg go all the way down, doing the splits unintentionally, slamming my testicle into the other board on its side. Just one of them. And um, but but pretty much uh, sprained my wrist and my groin and saw stars and um, got, got, got a big beautiful bruise. Yeah, that too reminded me, Kevin, of hiking with you. <laughs> but that's another story. That's another story. So the second time I've ever had something like that happen, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looked really painful. So we uh, packed on the ice and. Uh, anti-inflammatories and got back on the bus for a long (laughs) long 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 first time I can remember sitting for 45 minutes in a traffic light which gives you an idea of the traffic in Africa it's growing so fast and so many cities that have grown just the last few years to be huge Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we need to wrap up this day. It's gotten very long. Um, so we finally got back to our hotel, did a quick, oh, really important part we didn't tell about. What was that? The luggage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> after, after we had such a hard time. Uh, trying to get down to just the 30 pounds and then we're told yeah you can bring an extra carry-on it's no problem you get 30 pounds in your suitcase and 15 pounds in your carry-on yeah. mm-hmm. actually 33 pounds 33 and 15 uh-huh. uh, the people here on the ground said no don't know why you thought that you get a total of 33 yeah period so, yeah so we we everybody on the trip was scrambling yeah uh thank goodness we had been uh we had some extra bags that they provided for us so we could leave stuff in Dar es Salaam. And the problem was the in-country flights. That's where we had the weight limit. Little planes would be going on. Yes, little, little tiny planes for very long times. But anyway, so we rushed back to our hotel and we had to figure out what to leave in Dar es Salaam. So of all the stuff we packed, what do we leave? And I think pretty much everybody left something they wish they hadn't left. Yeah. And, um, and had the jettison a third of our stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. good exercise. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then beautiful dinner at a restaurant, yeah. which was fun beautiful. but not story worthy. Yep. And ready for sleep. I gotta say, the jet lag stuff worked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's been the jet lag stuff been really good. We should talk about jet lag probably the next podcast because so this one got long. Um, so tomorrow we're going to get on that tiny plane tiny and plane. head to Zanzibar. So uh, oh 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 really important. I am learning, I'm trying to learn a word every day, a Swahili word, and today I learned Jumbo. <laughs> Which means hello. So it's not the most appropriate thing to say at the end of a po- no. podcast, but I'm we gonna, will anyway. I'm going to say goodbye. Okay, okay here we go. Jumbo. Jumbo means fart. <laughs>